Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Can this be true? Can this be true? Can this be true? Can this be true? I do bad, I deserve. Look at how when you do something wrong, everybody wants you to be punished. Everybody, because you've done something bad, you deserve to be punished. But God says no. You deserve to be punished. But Jesus is taking your place for the punishment. Now listen, he is not saying he won't punish. Let's get it right. He is not saying he's letting you go free for doing, no, 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 otherwise God would have would have messed up his justice because he's a just God. And his justice is inflexible. He does not, you know, yeah, it's rigid. He will not flex. His, his justice is not malleable. And he is not bending his, I think this is what the church should understand. People think, when you say, I sinned, but God has forgiven me. They think that God has let you go without judging it. No, 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 no. No, then he refuses to be God. Then the foundation, he said the foundation of God's throne are what? Justice and righteousness. You get it now? Covenant justice. Which means that God must judge the sin you committed. But the point is that the one who 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 received the punishment of the judgment is not you. That's what Jesus comes in. Jesus came to stand in your place. So that you, that you did the thing, that you are expected to be punished, Jesus said, you go free. I will stand there and receive that same penalty. This is grace. So you are meant to go free and Jesus took your place. So that sin you committed was actually judged. That sin you committed was actually punished. That's why you are free. It is punished. That's why you are free. If it was not punished, you would not be free. So when Jesus laid on the cross, he received all punishment for you through his blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love this. Kabradi in the Oh, Jesus. Isn't this? So I, when I'm studying it, I, 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 I say, Lord, can this be true? Can this be true? I know I did that wrong thing. I know I had to be punished. But Jesus took the punishment. Please, don't ever think that God pampers sin. That's what the unbelievers think. 
When you say, oh, I've sinned, but my sin is not. Because Jesus paid for it. There is a penalty. God cannot judge you twice. Otherwise, in law, it will be called double jeopardy. Friday, don't miss it. As I, as I talk to you about the blood and forgiveness, you will understand the cherubims. <laughs> Today, God, is, God can look at your debt and look at the price Jesus paid. Today, God is only looking at the price Jesus paid, not your debt. If he looks at your debt, then that's when he will punish you. And that's when he doesn't, it's not fit to be God. Because how can he punish Jesus for all the sins and he's still looking at the, pen, the, the debt again? No. That debt has been paid. So he must look at the receipt. So today all God is looking at is the receipt. And the receipt is a sign that God's justice was satisfied. His righteousness has been executed. Death occurred. And you see, Okay, wait. I'll tell you something. Can we take it slowly? Yes, sir. Okay. In Psalm 25, verse 22, Israel were crying. They were crying. They were saying, God, redeem your people. <laughs> redeem Israel, oh God, out of all his troubles. Today you have no troubles, I tell you. They have no troubles. I have no troubles. Don't bring Satan and sin and all this into your matter. You have been redeemed from. You have been released from. The power has been taken away. Jesus paid it. The ransom on you has been paid. Please note that. He did not release it because he's God. No. He paid the price. There was a price tag on you. And that price tag that needed for you to be released, gold and silver couldn't pay it. In fact, gold and silver were not so valuable to be able to pay for your price tag. The only commodity that was valuable to pay for your price tag was himself and his life, his blood. So your price tag for the slavery that you used to be under was the life of Christ himself. So he must let his life go to pay for all. Yeah. So you see, they were trying to say, redeem Israel, oh God, out of all his troubles. Because until a man is redeemed, you are under slavery, you are in, you are in trouble. Sicknesses, diseases, frustrations, all these things are happening to you. Today, those things, if you cut the revelation today, troubles must live your life. We should not be organizing programs and say, come, all your conference of all, breaking all troubles. No, sir, no, sir. I have been redeemed. I will get to the redeemed. We are not the redeemed. We have been redeemed. We are now the free man. You get it now? We, we are not the redeemed. <laughs> we are the free man. We are the free man that are going. <laughs> and now no master can enslave us. Forever and forever. <laughs> Oh, glory. glory. Look at it. I want to show you scriptures. 
that speaks of redemption. There has, there, just so you don't get confused, okay? Now, in Ephesians 1, 7, which we read, he said, you know, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of, through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the what? The proper estimate of his grace. So when you are walking free like this, <laughs> that is the proper estimate of grace. How do we know the proper estimate of grace? I am free. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is the amount of grace indeed. Make sure you learn about grace. And make sure you liberate your mind. Have knowledge. And, what, and see how things will blow them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Say I'm under grace. I am grace. When you say under grace, what do you mean? I am under the system where my good is not what is rewarded. Where my bad is not what is rewarded. But the reward of Christ is what I'm being given. That's grace. That's grace. Yeah. So if your name is Grace, you behave like Grace. Now, Colossians 1.14 said the same thing, actually. This is important to Paul. Colossians 1.14. Thank you, Jesus. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiving. Look at it. He added, in the, in the original King James, the word even is italized. So he said, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Now, in Colossians 1, he said it was in the beloved. Let's see verse 13 and see whom he's talking about in whom. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness. This is your redemption. He had delivered us from the power of darkness. And had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption. So he's saying that. God delivering you from the power of darkness. And from the dominion of Satan. Is actually called redemption. And when he redeemed you. Look at what he did. He transferred you. Into the kingdom of his son. Because it is in his dear son you receive redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. He said even the forgiveness of sins. Even, I will explain why he said even on Friday. Even the forgiveness of sins, man of God. Oh, I am free. So today, your life should not be an equation with the devil, with troubles of this life. That is why the word grace Means all earthly blessings. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. Not all earthly sufferings. Now, the question is why are some believers not enjoying all earthly blessings? Because they don't understand that they have been predestinated unto the adoption of sonship. So they don't understand that they have gotten to the place where all you have to do is to enjoy. And how do you enjoy? The inheritances of Christ. <laughs> Can this be true? That what belongs to Jesus belongs to me. Eternal life belongs to him. He gives eternal life. Eternal life is also mine. Do you remember when he was going? He breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. He said, Whosoever sin you remit shall be remitted. In other words, they have the power now to give life and to take away life. That's why Paul could pray and say, Look, I will hand you over to Satan. <laughs> you have no don't, hey, don't be giving people to Satan. No. Oh, 
I'm excited. <laughs> you can ask by me. I was, I was jumping in the room. I have been redeemed. There is no power of darkness over my life. There is no power. You are not afraid of any power. Not the power of sin. Not the power of accusations. Not the power of Satan. Not the power of demons. Not the power of accusations of the mind. Guilty conscience. No, sir. I have been redeemed. Acts like that. You have been redeemed. And the more you know, the more you, walk, you get to walk in the freedom. Remember, you are not the redeemed. You have been redeemed. You are now the free man in Christ. So after saying that he has transferred us into the kingdom of his son, I want to show you something here. Go back to the 13. Now, you can see something here. Satan has no kingdom. He's not a king. It's Jesus that has a kingdom. Yeah. I've heard people say that. There are two kingdoms. The kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of Jesus. It's, true. it's, not, it's not correct. Satan is not a king. He's not a king. The furthest he could go was the prince of the power of the air. It doesn't make him have a kingdom. But we have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So that's where you are now. Oh, 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 oh. Can you see this? Can you? I will show you what I'm seeing. Look at it. You have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. What is this kingdom? What is this kingdom he's talking about? There's a, there's a column. What is the kingdom? Redemption. The place of automatic redemption. The place of release. So you have entered into the place where sin, troubles, it's a kingdom. Because in that kingdom, people are not bound. <laughs> so you are in the kingdom where you cannot be bound by sin. Stop, stop subjecting the devil to the fact that these things is by the devil and that by the devil and by the devil. He has no chance. What gives him power? We have been freed from. It was sin, death, troubles, sicknesses that empowered him. But the Bible says you have been freed from. From today, if you get sick, you are in trouble. Say, I'm in the kingdom of total release. So redemption actually also means total release. Total release. In fact, permanent release. Uh, when I talk about forgiveness on Friday, you'll be amazed. Now, actually, you know, this topic I'm teaching is the basic understanding of salvation. But it is not taught. And it is not known. Yeah. Basic. <laughs> yes, you can't teach what you don't know. Okay, let's go on. I'll give you another one. Romans 3.24. <clears throat> then I'll show you two other scriptures. And I'll help you with understanding. Then I'll get into an amazing part. Being justified freely. Can you see this? Yes, sir. Being justified what? Freely. Hey, your justification did not warrant your work. You didn't need to do anything. You only believed and you are justified. So being justified freely by, by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ. So redemption is only found in Christ. Christ, our predestination. Can you see that? Christ, our limit. If any man be in, if you are not found in him, you are still. 
under the control and dominion of the devil. Even though your sins are forgiven, you are still there. I'm coming to explain that one. So there's another use of redemption. Now, I want to show you two things, just so that you are not confused. In fact, three. Romans 8.23 says that, and not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our body. So you can see here, the redemption here doesn't look like it has happened. He said we are looking for him. It looks like the redemption is in the future. Okay, so I will explain. This is what I want to explain. So it's even, it's even made it clear here. He said the redemption of our But the redemption that has happened to you is the redemption of your spirit. Because when you got born again, it was your spirit. You get it now? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Today I was reading something here, and the guy was referring to salvation, you know, that will come. Yeah. So redemption of our body is when your body shall be devoid of death, devoid of corruption, devoid of mortality. So they will be out of your body. Now, your body will become as perfect and everything as your spirit. Your soul will become as perfect. So now your body, soul, and spirit will become one. Today, they are not really one. I don't know how God will call it in heaven. But now it is called your soul, your spirit, soul, and body. Because your spirit that is totally, permanently, and perfectly saved. Your soul is being saved. Your body will be saved. But this, your body, the payment was actually made for it. Ephesians 1.14. Payment has been made for your body. Redemption, redemption, redemption. Now he's talking about the Holy Ghost. Go to 13 so we can see. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of our salvation. Say the gospel of our salvation. The glorious gospel of the blessed God. The glorious gospel of the happy God. So anytime you see gospel, know that God is happy. Why? Because he's happy to know that you have been redeemed from that which binds you. He's happy to see you go free. God is never happy to see a man bound. No, he's always happy to see you do well. He said, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. There are, there are over 700 plus promises in the Bible. But the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of promise. What does he mean? He's the embodiment of all promises. So once you have the Holy Spirit, all the promises of God have come to life. So, when Abraham was saying the promise, the promise, the promise, he said the promise is to you and your seed. You know what I was talking about? The Holy Ghost. <laughs> because once you have the Holy Ghost, all promises, oh, we have not received the spirit that is of this world, but the spirit that is of God, that you may know all the things that are freely given unto you. What, was it? what, what are these three things? The promises. That's why today there's no promise again, because the promise has come. The container of all promises. <laughs> He's called the promise. He said, sealed with that 
Holy Spirit of promise. That Holy Spirit of promise. He's the only promise. Uh, are you learning something? Yes, sir. Then in the verse 14, he says that, which is the earnest. The earnest means down payment. Like when you, have, when you want to go and buy a land, they will say, come and pay 30%. Yes, sir. That 30% you are paying is called earnest. It's a financial system. A word. Okay? So you pay. So the earnest. You make an earnest payment. So you make 30% payment and later you pay 70%. Now he's saying that the Holy Spirit is our down payment. The TPT says he is the engagement ring. Because engagement, engagement ring is the, your down payment. That the marriage go be. <laughs> okay, he's given unto us as an, like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. So, the, oh Jesus. So the fact that you have the Holy Ghost means that you have received God's first installment. Now, what is this installment? The salvation of your spirit. What are the other things that God has to pay? The salvation of your soul, the salvation of your body. So he has only made one payment, a part payment for all. Oh. <laughs> I'm too valuable. <laughs> I'm too valuable. God made a payment. And look at the money he used to pay the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is the currency of God. <laughs> He's the earnest. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll, I'll, you see me on the floor right now. I don't know if you understand this, but this is too good. Which is the earnest of our inheritance? In other words, the inheritance you have here is too small. But you see, whether the inheritance here or in fact, whichever inheritance exists in the heavens, on the earth, wherever, you have the right to enjoy them now. Why? Because there's a down payment. There is a down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Until what? The, until the, the redemption of the purchased possession. What it means is that he has paid down payment. But he made a down payment. You are, you are made of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. He made a down payment of your spirit. Which is the actual you. But right now, your soul is being saved. But it can never be saved, fully saved until we leave. Nobody's soul can be fully saved until we leave. <laughs> Impossible. Because you need all the... You see, your spirit got saved based on the finished work of Christ. So now, as you study the word of God, you are now impacting what is in your spirit into your soul. Once it, got, it gets into your soul, that's when we know your soul is being now saved. Now, your soul is now becoming like your spirit, which is saved. And we can't handle that. How many times do you read your Bible? Even this what I'm teaching them. How many times have you pushed them from your head to your heart? He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How much is our mind renewed? Nobody's mind can be 100% renewed until we go to heaven. But when we enter, oh, when it shall appear, we shall be like him. Because once he appears and we see him, it is the work of Christ. Continuation. Huh? Yes, sir. Continua. What it means is that once we see him, mortality shall believe our bodies. Wickedness shall leave your mind. 
death shall leave you. And then shall be like him. And then Paul. We are like. <laughs> so now. When you see the redemption of your price. Of, your, of the purchase of uh, possession. Unto the praise of his glory. He is not saying that you have not received redemption now. Your spirit has been redeemed. Can you see that? What does he mean by your spirit has been redeemed? Go to chapter 4, verse 30. I want to give you all the scriptures. He said, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. In other words, the Holy Spirit is in you as a seal. Do you know what a seal? The mark. The signet ring. So you are marked unto the day of redemption. That mark, eh, it cannot be taken off. Because he said, I'll be with you to the end of time. So the Holy Ghost that is with you to the end of time is that mark on you. That's the reason why you can't lose your salvation. You have been marked for total possession. Can you see that? Yeah. Say, I've been marked. He's the seal. He's the seal. He's the seal. He's the, you know, the seal of the signet ring. So just imagine God wearing a ring. And you. On your life, on your spirit, he just, boom. That mark you see on, that seal you see there is the Holy Ghost. And it's an evidence that you, you are marked for God's complete salvation. So when you see salvation in the future, salvation in the future is not for your spirit. You are saved now, but salvation is for your soul and your body. Because he purchased your body as well. Now let me show you what we have been redeemed from. Okay? How we were purchased. 1 Corinthians 6.20 Yeah, I like it. Add that string under. Give me heavenly because we are in heaven. We're enjoying freedom. Are you enjoying freedom? Yes, sir. All the cases from your family house, all the things you have done yesterday. No, 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 no. Automatic redundance. Ah. Always remember automatic redundance. Yes, sir. Or automatic redundance. It doesn't happen. So don't stop believing it and start enjoying your inheritance. Yes, sir. For ye are bought with a price. With a price. With a price. Peter will show you what price it is. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. First Peter 1.18 For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. You see the word redemption here again? For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed, you were not set free. You were not what? Bought back. You are not what again? You are not loosed. You are not restored with corruptible things. That was your value. <laughs> with corruptible things as silver and gold. You have no idea. The price on you. That's grace. If God wanted you, that's how come if you're an unbeliever today. 
and you don't believe in Jesus, you must pay for your own redemption. The question is, what are you going to use? Your blood? What are we going to do? Use silver or gold? You, how much do you have? But even if it's silver and gold, the Bible says that silver and gold are corruptible things. Which means that the justice of God that needed to be satisfied had to be satisfied with an incorruptible commodity. Even sin has a price. Because you are under the bondage of sin. That was our master. And the price sin put on you. So even sin had a price. And it can only be purchased. Not with gold and silver. Forget it. He said, from your vain conversation, receive tradition uh, by tradition from, from your fathers. Go on. He said, but with the precious blood of Christ, as, a, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. This is the commodity that paid it. So the blood of Jesus paid for the ransom. So the tag that was on you, the blood of Jesus was the commodity that could pay for the ransom. Not silver, not gold. But the blood. I don't want to touch on blood because on Friday, if I do, I will spot tonight. Say the blood. Oh, now the blood is the life of the Son of God. In other words, you were worth what sin put on you was something that is worth the life of a God. Are you catching it? Yes, sir. He said, the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without sin. And he was God made flesh. Remember, he was 100% God, 100% man. And I'm telling you, the value sin put on us as a ransom, that anybody that wants you to come and buy, that price he puts there, was equal to the life of the Son of God. Do you want to understand your price? The life of the Son of God. That's why nobody could take your place. Who is worthy to take the book and to break the seal thereof? No one. So John began to cry. Then he said, do not cry. For look, the Lion of the tribe of Judah is worthy to take the book and to break the seal. And when he turned, he saw one, saw a lamb, a lamb. Is that not what he said? He saw a lamb as it had been slain. A lamb, the son of God. Nobody was worthy. Nobody's life was worthy like the son of God. Are you understanding something here? Because if I sell iPads, the value of the iPad is the price I put on the iPad. So if you come to my shop and I say, this one is $3,000, that is the ransom. So if you don't have 3000 if you have 2000 then you, your money is not enough to buy this. Yes. Are you getting it? Yes. So the value sin, the judgment, the penalty that was put on you when you were outside Christ was the life, the blood of the Son of God, not anybody else. That is why blood of bulls and goats were not able to do the job. So the son of God had to come by himself. Because what is needed? <laughs> Hebrews 10, 5. Because you have been redeemed, there is no power that can overpower you. 
there is no situation that can overwhelm you. If it decides, there is an automatic radiance. Don't ever think Satan. Don't ever think trouble. Don't ever think this way. We never knew. Now we know. I cannot be overwhelmed by troubles. Remember the place of troubles in your life. When they come, they came to promote. That is why we count them as joy. We count them as joy. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny-L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.